and rascally and outspoken as she was, she liked the job and planned to stay, or that was what she'd told Addie, at any rate. The first time she met her, Addie had had a feeling about welcome, and for no reason she could put her finger on, she trusted her. Trusted her enough to leave her in charge of the Chili Queen while Addie was away. She could have closed down the hookhouse, but she was afraid she'd come back and find the girls gone. So she hadn't had any choice but to trust Welcome. The woman had shown up one morning asking for work, speaking in that funny way she had. Addie thought it was a mixture of slavery talk and high-class language Welcome had picked up somewhere. Addie was desperate for hired help. Plenty of whores came through looking for work, although not when she needed them, it seemed. But not many women looked for jobs backstairs in a parlor house, cooking and washing for as lazy and ungrateful a group of human beings as ever lived. Addie'd have given the job to a blind man, and she didn't expect much out of welcome. But in a week, the portly, fine-looking black woman, who was big enough to go bear hunting with a switch, had taken over as if she owned the place. She cooked and cleaned and kept the girls in line. Welcome even faced down the drunks with no better weapon than a fry pan. Addie wasn't sure why Welcome had come to Nogitas. Probably she was drifting through, just like the girls. Maybe she was tired of moving around and wanted a place to call home. Addie hadn't asked. Why question good luck? When it's raining porridge, hold up your bowl. Addie just hoped that Welcome had kept the whores in line and was still there when she got home. As Addie tucked the handkerchief into her fine bosom, the train stopped, jerked once, then shuddered as it settled into the depot. The conductor climbed off the car holding a metal step and set it down. He held out his hand to a woman who struggled with a heavy satchel. A farmer came forward and took it from her, and the two walked off, the woman following a few steps behind him. None of the half-dozen passengers who got off the train was greeted with hugs or cries of welcome. It wasn't just the heat. These were doer people, Addie knew. They rarely showed emotion. Maybe they didn't have any. The crowd thinned out as the last of the passengers left the train. Those who remained on the platform gathered around the steps, anxious to board. A man who stood out because his suit was too well tailored to be home-sewn. A banker, Addie decided with interest, pushed onto the train ahead of everyone else. Hoping the man was bound for Nalgitas, Addie leaned forward in her seat as he stopped in the aisle near her, forcing the other passengers to wait behind him. Here, ticket to Holden, he said, holding up a twenty-dollar gold piece so that everyone could see it. Two dollars seventy, he added, as if the conductor didn't know the fare. The conductor pocketed the coin and gave the man a ticket. He counted the thirty cents out loud, then handed over a fistful of bills. Two of the dollar bills were folded, Addie observed. The conductor had shorted the passenger by two dollars. He'd done the same thing earlier, with a woman in a shapeless coat 
and dirty scarf tied around a face as lumpy as a potato. Two little girls had held onto her skirt as she'd shifted the baby in her arms and taken out a bill. Anyone who'd cheat a poor immigrant was mean enough to whip his own granny. And Addie had grabbed the conductor's wrist and pinched it hard. Then she'd told him in a low voice that if he didn't give the woman the correct change, she'd announce to the entire car what he'd done. The conductor handed the woman the rest of her money, but he'd given Addie a hard time after that. Opening a window to let the dust blow in on her, and taking liberties when she went out on the observation deck for air. Addie's left breast was sore from where he'd grabbed it and wrenched it hard, and she wondered if he'd left a bruise. As the banker passed Addie, he curled his lip and moved to the far side of the aisle, kicking the hem of his...